On this episode, we talk about the good Christmas songs. Yeah, like good to us. The top three things you should ask your soon-to-be spouse. So before you get married, should you ask him a question like, if I have a midlife crisis and I have to do a podcast with my friend, are you cool with that? Would you support me? And also we list three real animals that seem made up if you had to describe it to somebody who saw them for the first time. I imagine you got some in your head right now. Let us know. Welcome to the Dad's Rank Things Podcast, a definitive ranking of the most indefinite things. From the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just two dads speaking their minds or what's left of them. Welcome to episode two of Dad's Rank Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler. And today it's we're getting pretty close to the holiday season and we want to do a favorite Christmas songs list. Uh, do you like holiday songs? No, no. Don't really like them. So you don't get in the Christmas spirit whenever you hear a certain song? No. No. Oh. So I'm the exact opposite. I love Christmas songs, and my daughters demand it. Even if we're five months away from Christmas, we're in the middle of July. They want some Christmas songs. So we'll start out with my top three, and uh, we'll go back and forth on this. So my number three was All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Uh, this is a Christmas favorite by most people who enjoy the Christmas season, including my wife. This is her number one song. So I couldn't, I could not not put this on the list or else she'd be really mad at me. Yeah, pretty much every list that exists, it has this one as like the number one best Christmas song of all time. So surprisingly, it didn't make my list. I start number three with something more classic, Joy to the World. By just just a the hymnal. Hymnal. okay the old school <laughs> the hymn <laughs> from the sixteen hundreds yes <laughs> it's it's my favorite one to sing in church okay. as far as you know when you got to sing the Christmas songs yeah. my number two is Jingle Bells so you can't ha- it's an original Christmas song you learn as a kid and you enjoy teaching it to your kids plus there's a Batman remix oh there is you can't turn down a song that has a Batman remix <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Yeah, Batman. Oh, so Batman j- uh, smells. Jingle Bells, uh, Batman smells, yes. yes. Okay, okay, yes. <laughs> Follow me on this one. The true remix. I get what you're saying now, man. I missed that one. Uh, my number two is Carol of the Bells. Ooh. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you could almost end any movie during the holiday season with two guys in the snow with their guns out and this song dramatically playing in the background and then them shooting each other. I took a dark turn. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I do prefer the uh, John Williams arrangement. Okay, I have to go Destiny's Child on Carol of the Bells. Oh, you like, like their arrangement? I like the R&B Christmas songs. I like anything John Williams, though. He's the, the, the artist of all artists when it comes to movie themes. That's true. Uh, my number one is The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Uh, for me, every time I hear the song, it reminds me to take a deep breath Admire the moment, the season, and the gratefulness that I have for uh, the blessed life that I have. Um, I'd encourage you to do the same because you need to appreciate what you do have rather than what you don't have during the Christmas season. That reminds me to do that. So I know this took a serious turn, but... You know what? You turned me too. I'm going to go serious. (laughs) I'm going to go serious. My my favorite, or my number one, is uh, It's the Most Wonderful... Uh, time of year by mm-hmm. uh, Andy Williams, and I love the song. It's great. Andy Williams is one of my dad's uh, favorite music artists of all time, so uh, that one hits home for me. And so that's that's my number one. I there were there ones that just missed your cut. That's the question. 
there's tons of ones that get me pepped up for the holiday spirit, like rocking around the Christmas tree yeah. or Jingle Bell Rocks and those kinds of like um, upbeat songs. I can't say that I'm a huge fan of the slow songs besides the Christmas song. Um, a couple of mine that, that missed the... I, I, I really was down to Joy to the World, Oh Holy Night. Yeah. Those were my two kind of hymns that I really liked. Uh, White Christmas is mm-hmm. a good one. Um, everybody loves Dick in a Box. <laughs> If you consider that a Christmas song, yes. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite bands, the Lumineers, did a Blue Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the one I and I said I've turned the corner on some Feliz Navidad. That one's becoming a little one bit more I, Spanish turn, huh? I really like. Yeah, I don't know. So that's a, that's a different one for me. I do like Santa Claus is coming to town too. Yes, I do like the Home Alone uh, score as well. <laughs> it reminds me of Christmas. Most of my songs, if you haven't noticed, come from the movie Home Alone. It's very important movie in my life helped you develop your christmas spirit (laughs) a big step in a lot of people's lives is taking that stroll down the aisle looking into the person that you love's eyes and then making sure before you actually marry them that you ask the right questions so we're here to help you now we are dads that rank things it doesn't mean you have to be married to be a dad but we are so that's why we feel like we have pretty good experience on the top three things you should ask that significant other before you take the plunge. And for me, uh, number three, this is a very serious one, okay? Are you toilet paper rolled over or under? <laughs> that's true. Um, I still don't get that right in my house. Um, you go under, don't you? But I do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I do it just to poker in the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go, I go over. Um, I will be honest. My wife has no regard for the over or the under. Oh. she's a she's a just toss it on kind of person. Right. Those are the worst kind of people because that sloppiness <laughs> is what leads to the under. And then when you have it under, you're gonna you're, next thing you know, it's touching the floor and it becomes less sanitary. It's also a concern if you have pets in the home too. It rolls off easy. <laughs> true. True. Uh, my number three is, uh, are you truly a morning person or night owl? Now, this is not because of work. You have to get up at certain times. But if left to your own laziness, what happens on your internal clock? Uh, if you and your partner are at opposite ends of the spectrum, a lot can go wrong. Life will be much more difficult. You'll be yelling to turn off your phone or your computer if you're late at night spinning up on that. Or showers are getting ready early. Uh, the hair dryer going on when you're trying to sleep. Or, I mean, there's general enthusiasm in your temperament. If you're a morning person, you're going to annoy the crap out of the other person. Mm. Uh, which also, the timing of the boom-boom kind of helps, too, mm-hmm. if you're on the same clock. That's true. That, that clock is very important to, to most dads. Um, which, which are you? I'm both. I don't require a lot of sleep. Okay. And so I can be both. Now, I'm not nearly as chippy so as So you need to marry morning, a Jones. That's what you need to marry. Then you, you can be whatever you want to be. That's true. Yeah. Right? I, I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. I hate mornings. I always have. So for me, uh, you know. And is Jess? Uh, Jess is... Just as one, she's kind of like you. Is it's not that she doesn't require sleep; she just doesn't. Mm-hmm. So she, if she, she can survive, or she just yes. So she, if she's one of those people that just will lay in bed and just think about things, mm-hmm. and then they don't fall asleep because they're just thinking about things. I could be on a train, a plane, a bus, a canoe. <laughs> I will sleep. Doesn't matter. My brain will turn off. Just gone. So I'm. I guess I'm lucky. Uh, in that sense. Uh, my number two, everyone wants to have the discussion of pets. 
okay? And I think that's an important discussion. So that's usually already had by the time you get married. The question that needs to be asked, however, is what's the maximum number of pets <laughs> you will allow yeah. in the household? I see that. You see, because uh. you'll get twisted. Yeah. You say, hey, what do you think about you know getting a dog? Yeah, great. We talked about this before we got married. I'll get a dog. Boom, you have three dogs and two cats. <laughs> I think it's very important the kind of pet you're willing to have, too. Uh, when we first got married, I was not willing to have a cat. But then I got persuaded to have a cat. I like cat. your guy's cat. Yeah, it's a cool it's cat. Good cat. But, good cat. Um, I, I totally agree on the number because now they're working on me for number two of, of the cats. And it just, I can't do it. And look, you won't always win this one, all right? So I set that ground rule. Two pet household. How many pets did you see when you walked in here, Jones? <laughs> you got three. <laughs> so those hard, those hard lines go away pretty quick. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, this is, this is our advice. This is why we're That's doing true. this for you guys. Yeah, you guys can learn from our mistakes. That's right. All right, my number two is how OCD are you about cleanliness? Mm. So think of how many places this affects daily life, from the hair in the shower, in the drain or the sink, the clothes left on the floor, food in the kitchen, dishes after being put away, how deep you can push trash in the trash bag, and the smells. I mean, just think of the different smells that you have. I smell like a man, probably more like a garbage man, but Jesse doesn't mind it too much, as long as I shower every day. I think we learn a lot of these from our roommates before we're married. So if you, if you ever lived with someone else that you weren't dating, you'll either be okay with how they handle themselves as far as being clean or mm -hmm. you get annoyed by it. If you get annoyed right. by it, those are things that you don't want your soon-to-be spouse uh, to be concerned with. So so your, your college roommates, you are shaping our future when we look for Correct. a spouse. Correct. Believe it or not. For all those college kids listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all three of you, thanks to my niece. All right. Uh, for me, the number one question, and I'm going to go down the serious road for this one. you got to figure out, once again, money is the root of all problems, separate or joint checking accounts. It's a big decision, Jones. It's a big decision. I think it's highly likely that you would get a joint account because you're sharing everything. Mm -hmm. Now, for those who like to have a little spending on the side, now you could have another account. Aha, see, that's where things get in. you got to keep it black and white. You either put them together or you keep them separate. So see what it, I mean? Yeah. You don't want to find out that you know your wife opened up another account that they're, you're losing money from that you don't even know you had. That's true. So the thing is... Uh, so you guys are obviously joint. Joint. We're separate. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything together. I mean, there's things that are in our name together, but as far as uh, both of our uh, incomes go, they're separate. She takes care of some bills. I have responsibility for the other bills. and It's just always been that way. I'm telling you it can work that way, but it's something that you probably need to figure out. Otherwise, you're going to end up in Jones' situation with secret bank accounts all over <laughs> in Switzerland. <laughs> Communication is key. With all these questions, communication is key. My number one is, do you run hot or cold? So it was recently confirmed on a worldwide study that the thermostat has ended more marriage than cheating on your spouse. <laughs> or bank accounts. <laughs> if your wife is sweating like Shaq, well, you probably need to adjust your thermostat. Uh, if she's cold and she's always wearing parkas, of course, you're not going to get any. Uh, so I think it's important, important you to discuss. Does that affect the boom boom? Exactly. Timing? The boom boom plays a lot into this. You have to talk about whether 
what temperature you set the thermostat at or who's in control of the thermostat. Hmm. I'm not allowed to touch it. Me neither. And I don't want to because I'll mess something up and then I'm in trouble. Have you ever tried to describe an animal to somebody who maybe never seen one before? Uh, Tyler and I decided to come up with a list of animals that you've seen in real life that if you try to describe them, maybe you saw it at a zoo, maybe you saw it in, in, in a wildlife, how would you tell somebody about that animal and would they believe you? Uh, my number three is bat. So trying to describe this to a person, they, they ask you, it's, it's flies. So you're like, does it have feathers? No, it's made of leather. Uh, where does it live? In a nest? No, it hangs upside down and it sleeps. During the day. And oh yeah, it, its poop is like gold and some people drink it. Seems a little weird when you describe it to somebody. Why do people drink it? My, that was a good one. That was a good, a good logic there. My, my, my number three is a llama. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it is a sheep, but it's not because it, it's got a neck. And it, no, the neck doesn't go, the neck doesn't go down like a sheep or a goat. The neck goes up. Oh, mm -hmm. so it's like a giraffe. Yeah, it's like a giraffe, but it's not as tall, you know, and it eats funnier. So, and they make, they make very strange noises, and we use them for things. But yeah, a llama. A lot, and people are coming around to liking them a little bit more than usual, and uh, maybe having them as a pet here or there. It's even in a kid's book now. Llama Llama. llama. 99. Yeah. Even Ludacris made a song about Llama Llama. And oh yeah, it will spit at you. Yeah, if spit. it gets mad, it'll spit. spit at you. Yeah. Uh, my number two is a rhinoceros. Yes, it's an armored yeah. unicorn. Say, <laughs> so, hey, buddy, have you heard about this hippo that lives on land? It runs faster than a moped and sleeps standing up? Yeah, and it's got a giant horn on its head, and it's a mean son of a bitch. But it's a vegetarian. Oh. Fun fact, a group of rhinos is called a crash. Hmm. A crash of rhinos. That is a fun fact. My second one, just in name alone, is something that sounds like you made it up, and it's a kangaroo. <laughs> And really, where does that name come from? Kangaroo. Most of the things in Australia have funny names anyway, um, especially the animals. But yeah, kangaroo is, is, is one of the weirdest things that you could... It's kind of like if you're trying to explain the fictional Easter bunny. Right. It's really, really big and tall with big ears uh, and it hops. And oh yeah, if it's a female, it has an actual <laughs> pouch... Kind of like, oh, I don't know, your hooded sweatshirt, but the pocket opened up at the top rather than on the sides. And they'll punch you. They can punch. They're, they're a feisty group. They will kick. They will punch. Uh, but overall, uh, they're overpopulated in Australia. Uh, my number one is what you mentioned already, a giraffe. Oh. So it was previously called a camel leopard before the 18th century, which I found interesting. It kind of suits that, a camel leopard. Yeah. But think of how ridiculous the explorers... Must have sounded after coming back from Africa and trying to explain to royalty who funded the expedition of what I found. Yeah, I found something that had its six foot legs, has the body of a limousine. It's got it's got a twelve foot neck and a head that looks like a, a sleepy sheep. <laughs> and they're also funny when they eat. It's funny when they eat, when they walk, when they do anything. You might remember, Jones, you're a little younger than me. But there were these like encyclopedia cards kind of when we were growing up and they always had commercial for it, right? And the animal, they always featured in this commercial. Our audience will know, especially our older, our older dads and moms. 
Uh, it was called the duck billed platypus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they always talked about this ridiculous animal on that on that commercial. And so it always sticks in my head. It's always a funny animal, but basically, you know, if you're trying to describe to your friends like uh, a mole uh, or a or a very small beaver or a groundhog, except it's not. It's and it's got a a, a beak mm -hmm. and like webbed feet like a duck, but it's but it's not standing upright. It's rolls around on the ground and very low to the ground. It's a very awkward animal to describe because it's almost the it's almost like a liger. Yeah, it's, it's like a combination combination of animals. of animals, which is unbelievable in the logical sense of the brain. Have you ever seen a duck-billed platypus? No, I don't know life? if they exist. <laughs> Have you? No. I've been is to it... my fair share of zoo trips. Right. They don't have them. Yeah, I've never seen one. That's odd. Are we, have we been duped? <laughs> Do they actually exist? <laughs> is it like a unicorn or the Yeti? Where it's, I mean, yeah, you read about it, but is if, there one in real life? If you Google Liger, have you done that recently? <laughs> Google Liger. There, will, there are articles upon articles that... That they're breeding this. They're trying to make yeah. a lion tiger. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. Do your research, people. <laughs> it's possible. Agree or disagree, let us know what you think on Facebook at Dad's Rank Things and tell us what you want us to discuss next.